Good evening, everybody. Happy Friday night to everybody. Everyone's doing fantastic. Joel, how are you? Great. Good. Never been better. Good. Talking soft tonight. Uh, this is Jeff of Sally Canine Training, the lovely Joel, and this is a Q&A show. It's the What Would Def- Jeff Do show. We do this show every uh, Wednesday and Friday. We do it at uh, normally 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tonight we're going to do it at 5 p.m. because we got a, a little bit of a, a clam thing going on next door. A clam Oyst- thing. Oysters and crabs it's and seafood night. Seafood night next door to our neighbors, and we don't want to miss that. So sorry, guys, but that's uh, that trumps the show. Um, but we're on every Wednesday and Friday nights. And then don't forget about the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, which is on every morning, weekdays, Monday through Friday, um, with uh, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Angelo launched his first podcast. Well, he's been on podcasts before, but he has his own podcast, which he's passionate about. We were just talking about that on the bike ride. Like oh, about, yeah. Well, about his about his writing. He's like writing. He's like writing is easy when you write about stuff you like. Mm. I'm like, yeah. It's like, yeah, podcasting is fun too. He's like, yeah. So we did a Greek mythology podcast. If you've not tuned into it yet, um, you can just go onto the What Would Jeff Do channel. He has his own podcasting channel now, but um, in his own website. But we have to build that all out. So he's just using um, uh, our our channel, which is fine for now. But uh, it was interesting. I mean, he goes off. An hour about like it's a learning experience. If you're interested in mythology, jump on that podcast. It's uh, you will learn a lot. You'll really learn a lot. Um, people did want me to mic you up, by the way, so they can hear your side. They, so they can hear your oh. side comments from the kitchen. Mm. So we have to talk about wireless mic to you. Um, so we can do. So I'll can, just stay out of it. So we can do that. So uh, what you'll be doing is you'll be you'll be. Um, writing your questions uh, uh, down and uh, Joelle will uh, read them to me and then I will um, give you an answer. And most of the answers um, are, most of the questions are going to be, how do you stop? How do you stop? How do you stop? And most of my answers are apply a punisher. Now, punishment is not abuse. It's the farthest thing from abuse. Most people actually don't know how to properly apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior, but that is how you stop an unwanted behavior. So you're going to get lied to a lot. I mean, I see it every day on our page. I see, you know, like, you know, you can stop with leash reactivity with reward only. I'm like, no, you can't. Um, can you stop leash reactivity? Um, um, with a reward um can you reinforce not being leash reactive with a reward of course you can but step one is stopping it and you stop it quickly you can stop it in seconds um but everybody loves to one run away from the the punishment word the correction word the saying no word and instead they'd rather lie to you um even folks in my own i guess circle um folks that train similar to how we train they're all um, hiding from it too because they don't want the social media pushback. And all I can say is this. If you want to do anything great in the world, if you want to make true change in the world, if you want to not be a sheep but be a fucking wolf, you're going to get hate. Deal with it. Strap on a set of fucking balls. And, and that's not a male thing, by the way. But strap on a set of balls and fucking get the information out there and tell it like it is and stop and stop not serving the 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 pet owner properly 
but it's the job. The job is to serve the family pet owner properly. That's what I do. I'm a family pet um, dog trainer and rehabilitator, and I specialize in stopping unwanted behaviors. I focus a lot on aggression, but we also train young puppies, and we have a dog right here now. It goes home on Sunday, Piper, a boarding train. There's no, you know, no aggression at all. But it's a big dog knocking people over, can't hold the command, lots of stress, anxiety, fear. I just actually took him for a bike ride. This dog would see a bike and just run from it. This dog can do everything. He walks off leash with us now. We've put a lot of a lot of his content out there. All right. So uh, dude, there's something called Top Chat. Top Chat is something on YouTube where you could um, uh, throw us some cash and you go to the top of the queue and you get your question answered, but you don't have to pay to play. We try to get through all the questions as long as Joelle doesn't go on one of her long-winded rants. So scale myself. And she, if she just, you know, yawns all the damn time too. <laughs> all right. Here we go. I think they're like stress yawns. Beverly. What are you stressed about? 15 week old puppy showing aggression toward humans. Ooh, more than just puppy biting. How to correct at this age. Bonker. If you don't know what a bonker is, by the way, it's a wrapped up towel. It's a wrapped up cotton towel. It's made a specific way. It's a sp very specific item. There's a specific way to make it and use it. See, everything is sp specific. Like people say clicker training doesn't work. Of course it works. But what are you trying to do with it? Mm. You know, I see people clicking a clicker to get their dog to recall. It's like, that's not the way a clicker works. A clicker marks a wanted behavior. So while the dog's running away from you, theoretically, you're marking the dog running away from you. Like, so that's not the way a clicker works, but clicker training works. Positive reinforcement training works. But we have to put it into context. Mm -hmm. Context. It trains wanted behaviors. It does, it does help with um, reassociating things. But it's not going to stop something. Next. Robin, I love your channel. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Jessica, I see one of your GSDs wearing goggles for a reason or for fun. Not for fun. The last thing we um, want to do is put goggles. We're not fashionistas over here. No, Wes so, has Panis. He was just diagnosed with it. Yeah, it's an so. eye condition, and he will be on medication for it and wearing goggles for the rest of his life, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, so yeah, I know a lot of people like to like, we were just talking about this last night. The people that like like to deck their dogs out and all kinds of stuff. Meanwhile, I'm not like that. Me, I'm not me, that person. Me, meanwhile, their dogs their dogs are totally out of control, and it's like you went with a vanity route and the and the emotional route, yeah. but you didn't um, uh, train your dog. Next, mm -hmm. Sandy. Hey, so good to see you both. I have green to graduate. I thought you mentioned something about a gift to a friend. My cousin has a German Shepherd with issues trying to help her. Well, you can. Um, You'd have to put their email in. I mean, you'd buy it for them, right? If that's what you're talking about. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to. Everything's twenty five percent off right now. Yeah, so you can, you can, you can. They'd have to register underneath their name. They'd have to set up their account. So if you know you you can register underneath their name, the problem is, as soon as you make payment, they're going to know about it, um, most likely. Um, but we don't have gift cards, do we? Mm -mm. No, we don't have gift cards. So. Um, you can send them the information about it and saying, I'm buying you this. When you're ready, let me know and I'll buy it for you. You can do that. So next. Um, Sandy, hey, so good to see you both. I already read that. I'm sorry. Um, BAL, thanks, Jeff and Joelle. Very when well. do you think it is okay for dogs to bark? I don't want the dogs barking out the front door or window or at people, dogs in the alley, et cetera. But how about squirrels, birds, play, et cetera? But play, no, those, I, I wouldn't want birds and squirrels either. Play, yeah. Dogs bark during play. Um, 
yeah, today, while I was actually on the phone, UPS, our door was open, and uh, UPS, you know, dropped off a thing. So somebody approached the front door. The dogs let out a bark. It's not the bark. It's not that little warning bark that I'm ever concerned about. It's that non-stop mm, yeah. barking. So when I say like I stop barking, some people are like, "Well, I want my dogs to bark." I'm like, I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about a signal bark. I'm talking about that non-stop barking. I'm talking about your dog in the backyard, running the fence line, barking at the squirrels, barking at the neighbor. I'm talking about my neighbor's dog. Okay. That, that does, also broke through our that fucking broke, I just I just put it back together Excuse again. my French, but that shit pisses me off. Fence is not a bad word. I said fucking. Oh. It broke through our fence. It literally knocked a whole wooden thing down. Mm, they're called slats. And we're the one who has to fix it and pay for the repair. Well, I fixed it. In what world is that okay? In our world. Anyway, um, so um, I don't mind if, it, if someone knocks on the door and your dog lets off a bark. The biggest thing is, can you stop it? I'm not a big fan of dogs barking at like squirrels, though. It's like that's a, that, that would be annoying on a walk, I would imagine. Um, but again, if you can stop your dog from barking, well, then you have a lot more freedom. But a lot of people can't stop their dogs from barking. Next. Julie, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Sending love and a huge thank you for all you do. Oh, you're wonderful. Well, hey, thanks Julie. for saying thank you. It's always nice to be appreciated. Aki said, hello, guys. Good evening. Your thoughts on decompression walks slash sniff walks. I felt contradicted and almost guilty for always going on structured walks. The excessive freedom for sniffing messed up my dog in training. Yeah. Well, there you answered your own question. You answered your question. I mean, this is the thing. We go on, we go on off-leash walks, but... You don't have to go on an off-leash walk. You can do a leash drag. So, I mean, if you train your dog to a reliable enough heel and a really good recall, just put your dog on a 15-foot leash or just drop its 8-foot leash and just do a casual walk somewhere. But when you're walking the same city block that is supposed to be structured and you're being casual, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of, but that's me. That that's like when you, you 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 realize it too. Like shit started going wrong when you're when you started not having these boundaries. But I, I don't know if we're gonna do a walk today. I just did a bike ride with a dog. Some pretty um, where is Tex by the way? He's outside. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> uh, he's usually right there. I was expecting him to be there. Um, after the, we just went out for a bike ride. So before this, but normally we would do, we would do a walk after the podcast and we do a walk, you know, almost every night and the dogs are just dragging leashes and they have a little bit of freedom. Like they can sniff, you know, they can go up on the, you know, the, the little side yard and they sniff around and sometimes they'll piss and, you know, and they'll, they'll like, but they'll immediately come back to heal if we tell them to. So I think it's all based on like, how much training do they have? And then also, on the rest of the day, how much structure do you have? But a lot of times, though, they'll let people will let their dogs, like, sniff the ground, mark everything, and they'll use that as an excuse as well. I want to give the dog freedom when, in fact, it's just they're not able to actually train the dog to heal. So you can definitely live in both worlds if you want to. Mm-hmm. Next. Sam, hi, J&J, from a U.S. expat in Argentina. Yes, hey, Sam. Jelly. I expect to receive my first mini educator next week, and I'm super excited to put everything I've learned from you into practice. Awesome. 
My GSC bitch digs, but never in our presence. The poop trick works, but only to not dig in the same spot. Right. So she moves to another spot and eventually destroys the yard. We've resotted our entire backyard three times. She only does it once a week or or two, so I can't monitor her sufficiently to catch her. Do you know of something I can bury that she can't resist digging up that will set her up for failure? Um, Cooked chicken? An old cooked chicken? Yep. Yeah, you know, you could always cut off your you could cut off your neighbor's head and bury it. I bet you in about a week they'd want to dig that up. That's disgusting. Would you like freaking Jeffrey Dahmer? I'm just thinking about things that are irresistible. To dogs. Something smelly. Some sardines, some canned sardines. Yeah. Out of the can. Yes. Next. Um, that would be gross though, because your whole backyard would smell like sardines. That's true. I would rather do chicken. Just do like boiled chicken. Right. She'll probably find it. Bury it shallow. Beverly, could or should you grab a pup by the neck and put it on its side like the mom would do for aggression instead of the bonker? Um, I prefer the bonker, but you could. The problem is if it, once the dog gets a little bit older and if you're not quick, it's going to latch on to you. Mm-hmm. See the bon- and you're always proceeding this with no. See, there's a very specific way to do the bonker. My question is, why don't you want to do a bonker? You could do that. I mean, you can scruff a dog. Absolutely scruff a dog. If I had a 15-week-old dog that was biting me, mm-hmm. there'd be a serious consequence. Because if you don't stop it now, it's it's not a it's usually not a phase. Nope. It's not a phase at all. They grow into it, not out of it. Right. Like everybody says. So so I would I would you know, I've got no problem with you doing that. I mean, I've, I've scruffing a dog and holding it up is a very, very effective, you know, way to stop puppy bad behavior. Um, but I prefer the bonker. I would prefer the word no and then the consequence. Next. Constance, multiple dog owner. Last night, my male acted aggressively toward the other male. I tried to correct with the bonker. He then snarled at me. It frightened me. He has never done that before. Did I do something wrong? No, he just went into defense. You could have bonked him again or... Or it was just too late. Your timing... He was already going after the other dog. Right. The bonker is usually useless in those scenarios. Yeah, your timing was off. Your timing was off. So that's why I like remote collars, mm-hmm. you know? And you could have, you know, corrected your dog on the remote collar. But there are dogs out there that will that, that will go into defense. But we it's, it's rare. It's rare. But if you catch your dog too late, it's not rare. So it's a lot of it's all timing. You know, every once in a while, someone will say, you know, for resource guarding, you know, that's the stuff. There was somebody on the show that came up, that popped down the other day. They're like, that's the worst idea for resource guarding. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, it is. We've been doing it for 20 years and I've got 100 percent. And I've got 100 percent success rate, 100 percent on resource guarding. I've done it with thousands of dogs. And it's like, it's not wrong. It's just not the way you do it. The other person. It's like, that's what people have got to understand. It's like, when, when, I, when I'm in my seminars and a, and a trainer will ask me a question, like how they do something, mm-hmm. my, and they'll ask me, like, is it right? Because they see that I do it different. My first question is, did it work? They said yes. And I'm like, well, then it's not, then it's, then it's right. It's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, like, I'm like, the problem, but the problem is, a lot of trainers will say, no, it has to be done like their way. It's like, things do not have to be done my way. Right. At all. There's a million ways things to Things have to be off. done just with, with, things have to be done. You just keep things so simple. And I think that's why you, if you connect get, with so many people. Right. If you, if you are, can, 
stop it. I want to behavior. And I'm not talking about dog on dog aggression. That could take some time. That can take some time. Dog on human aggression. That can take some time. But your average unwanted behavior is pretty quick to stop. So if you can stop it quickly, be efficient, um, uh, do something that the owner can also duplicate, well, then keep going. Keep going with it. Next. Heather, four-year-old rescue, Belgian Malinois, constantly pulling on the leash, harness, shot collar? Well, definitely not a harness. First of all, you need to definitely, um, if you're going to get yourself a Malinois, you need to make sure that you can fully train that dog to pretty much service dog quality as far as all of its public access. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's why you're on the show, and thank you. A harness would be, if I want to do protection work, with my Malinois, which I want them to pull, I would use a harness because that's going to encourage them to pull. A remote collar without the knowledge on how to teach a basic heel, which I've got a feeling you might not have because you could use a shoestring. But I would start with a prong collar. I would start with our walk the walk course. We've got a $37 course on our academy. Now, what you probably want to do is knowing that you're a little bit, you might be a little bit confused about training tools and it's no fault of yours. Social media makes it very, very confusing. We have a course called Green to Graduate. The Green to Graduate course can take your Malinois from knowing no commands. And when I say no commands, I'm not talking about sit for two seconds, get a cookie and then run off. I'm talking about doing a downstay for four hours, no matter what's going on. I'm talking about your dog literally being able to be, you know, right next to a soccer game with screaming kids and not care. I'm talking about your dog, you know, walking down the street and not being reactive to anything. I'm talking about obviously your dog not pulling. I'm talking about your dog being under voice control around high levels of distraction. I'm talking about your dog, your Malinois chasing a rabbit and turning around and recalling back to you. So that's like the bar gets set. And this is not competition. This is family pet. But if you're going to own a Malinois, you need to definitely have all the basics and then some because a Malinois is a different type of animal. And I rarely ever ever get specific about breeds i'll talk about bulldogs you can't probably run a marathon with them and i'll talk about malinois take a very special owner now that that doesn't mean you're not that special owner but you definitely want to um knowing that there was a little bit of confusion about like how to get your dog to actually walk on a leash i want to be able to start raising up your um your skill set so the green to graduate course is going to raise up your skill set. It'll give you these right tools to start with, the right techniques, the right philosophy, because obedience is one thing, but then you've got your behavior mod and then you've got manners and then you've got about how you're going to run your household with this high drive working dog that's living with, you know, with your family. And I want to make sure you're successful. Next. Allison, hi, J squared. Joelle, your hair looks amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I do it once in a while. You did it yesterday. Was it yesterday or this morning? It's been in a bun for like four days. No, no. When did I see you in, um, straightening it though? Was it yesterday? Four days ago. Was it really four I days ago? I only do my hair every... Holy I wash shit. my hair twice a week, every four Damn. days. Wow. 
So I get like one day of good hair, and then the rest of the time it's like a sweaty bun because I work out and it looks good today. Then it's gross because I washed it after the gym. Oh, you watched today was the wash so day. Starting tomorrow once I work out. Oh, it's a it's a mess. So today again. was the wash day. Got it. Uh, Soli says on your bike ride by the road, there is a freshly made chili cheeseburger. Further ahead, a pair of squirrels playing. Further ahead, a rabid cat doing backflips. Does your dog break heel? They shouldn't. No. My dogs are vegan. They don't like rabbits. And they can't stand backflips. I'm just kidding. Um, they're not vegan, by the way. Like this, this whole Rami. this whole dog this whole this whole dog vegan thing is bullshit. By the way, okay, they eat they eat meat. Our dogs eat raw meat. Actually, um, we feed raw. If anybody wants to start feeding raw, you go into our uh, website solidcaninetraining.com. Go into the shop. There's actually a great ebook on there. Um, the dogs are. I'll make one better for you. The dogs are off leash, healing on a bicycle, and they'll pass barking dogs. Cats, squirrels, cheeseburgers, bunny rabbits doing backflips, and they'll stay in heel. Okay. So will they always stay in heel? They're dogs. Will they ever make a mistake? Most likely. Have they ever made a mistake? Yes, they have. And any trainer that doesn't admit that is full of shit. Okay, we're not magicians. We're not miracle workers. We have a separate set of skill sets, which we can pass off to you. And we've just worked with a lot of dogs. But dog trainers, dogs are not just like superhuman things. Next. Kyle, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Happy Friday. Hey, Kyle. How are you? Sandy, I have three dogs. They know the place command on occasion. They move to other dogs bed to snuggle. Should I correct them for moving? How about if they move to the couch to snuggle? How about if they jump in the baby's crib to snuggle? So place is place. Stay in the same spot that I put you in the first time. Mm. All right? So if you break place, even though you go to another place to snuggle, you're better off. You release them. You put put them all on the same place bed. Next. David, I can't stop my dog from barking. Leash corrections don't work. Putting her in the bathroom doesn't work. The e-collar didn't work. She just will walk up to me and start barking right in my face. Okay. Putting the dog in the bathroom is not going to stop a dog from barking. So, okay, but he did try other things. No, no, no. I just want to make this point. When I talk about applying a punisher, a lot of people will say, well, I put my dog in the crate. That's not an effective punisher. I put my dog in the bathroom. That's not an effective punisher. I yell at my dog. That's not an effective punisher. You have to find something that's intolerable to your dog. Now, if you just took a shit in the bathroom and you put your dog in the bathroom, that might be intolerable. But the remote, you said you used a remote shock collar. Number one, what brand is it? Was it on properly, snug, barely able to move, making very good contact. So if the contact points do not touch the dog, they don't, they don't, they don't feel it. What brand is it and what level did you go to? Next. Sam said, rolling on the floor, laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. About the shit comments. No, about the head comment. Yeah. Bearing the head. That was the whole conversation. Right. I don't think that's funny at all. Burying your head. 
Constance. <laughs> yes, I was too late. It was in process when I bonked. Yeah. So what you did was you just the, the bonking. But see, that's where it's like a catch twenty two because sometimes if dogs are being a holes and you bonk at the moment, it will sometimes just startle them and they'll stop. But with your dog, right, it didn't. It escalated him more. Right. So that's why <clears throat> there's there's a, there's a bunch of you know Jeff Gelman abuses dog videos out there, and they're taken from by the way. All those videos are taken from our actual videos on our YouTube channel. Like we actually film them. We actually put them up. We didn't put up the ones that make it look like we're just, you know, randomly just throwing bonkers at dogs or shocking them. There's, there's 20 minutes long. So there's, there's one video out there. It's been circulated millions of times, millions of times. And it looks like there's a black dog just sitting there innocently and i just bonk it throw a bonk at it so it looks like yep jeff's just hitting a dog quietly sitting there and then there's another one that's a great pyrenees next to a woman who um she gets dragged out of her wheelchair by her by her dog the black dog when it sees a bicycle it bites its owner so we have two dogs both creating harm to their owners On the black dog, as soon as it sees a bicycle, its ears go up, you say no, and you bonk it. There's something called loading. In our inner circle this week, I'd love to be able to put that one video up where we can go, you know, slide it across. And we saw the exact loading part, mm. you know, and it's like really, it's like, boom, right there. Yeah. Each week, there's actually been somebody that submitted a video where we can literally put the slider across and be like, boom, that's it. Mm -hmm. We can use that as an example. Um yeah, those videos usually do well because people always end up arguing in the comments like, yeah. that wasn't it. That yeah. wasn't the sign. It's and then like, like two seconds later, the dog lunges. Right. It's, it's like, like, guys, when you've been doing this as long as us, like you sort of know what loading is. So that's where the loading happens. So that's the most effective time to do it. Next. We get a $10, $10 top chat from Sam. Oh, I don't see a question with it. Did you have a question, Sam? He's the one from Argentina about the head. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just didn't know if there was supposed to be See, something burying else. dead heads gets you 10 bucks. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. I wonder what burying a fucking cut-off yeah. penis will get Shut you. <laughs> oh. All right, let's see. Um, Sam White said, <clears throat> Hi, guys. Thank you for everything you do. Please thank Angelo for me for his podcast last night. I learned a lot. Look forward to the next week. Thank Enjoy your seafood tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really good. In fact, let me, um, I just want to cue this up. <laughs> he kills me, the comment about who is it, Zeus, who cheated on his wife like a hundred times? Or yeah. is that a different god? Um, He's like, he just couldn't stop cheating on her. <laughs> what is this? This is Angelo. Oh, are you going to share it? Yeah, so let me show you, let me show you Angelo here. This is Angelo's first, um, <clears throat> first, first really big podcast. Am I on screen share? Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's me, Angela Gellman, and welcome to the Fun Facts with Angela Ho podcast. So it's also a mythology podcast, and basically, hey, I'm going to start with a fun fact, then with a mythology story from either Roman, 
Egyptian, Greek, Norse, or Egyptian, and then we'll get into the questions. You can ask questions from any of those four mythologies I just listed. Anyways, let's start with the fun fact. Also, the fun <laughs> So that's it, Angelo. He uh, literally was like, I get to talk for a whole hour. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. It's like, yep. Just what he needs, more talking. <laughs> so he loves So talk. it was my 10-year-old son, and uh, uh, he kills it. He actually killed it. He had great, like, really, he had great interaction with people. Mm-hmm. Like, people were asking him, like, some really good questions. Yeah. Yeah. Really good questions. Good. Yeah, next. Deanna, isn't it always the case that you think about recording after the fact? My 10-year-old son successfully fed Kronos this morning, sent him to the kennel, put him in a sit, wow. put the food down, closed the crate door, waited, and then released. So proud. You help, you helped me get here. Much love to you both. Well, Deanna, you did all the hard work, Deanna? and kudos to Alex for... for so, That's awesome. So Deanna is... This is her second... Um, inner circle. Inner circle that she's done. And Joel will tell you what the inner circle is. And her... One of her Great Danes bit her 12-year-old son, and we – there's been a dramatic change, a dramatic change for the positive in this family's life. And um, and this was all done through the inner circle, which is a five-person, one-month weekly meeting that's 90 minutes each session, and you submit videos, we talk. We make like we made a bunch of videos today for and the group. Deanna was told, I'm sorry, Deanna, I have to throw this out there. I'm not gonna name names, but she reached out to help for help from someone else, was gonna send her dog to a board and train, and they told her that the dog would still need to be muzzled for the rest of its life, mm-hmm. even after training, mm-hmm. and would probably never be safe around her son. But meanwhile, we're helping her through video. For video, we're not even touching the dog. She's doing the work. We're just telling her what to do. And she's right. making incredible progress. Now, the difference between that and, and someone that just literally just like tells you what to do is like a behaviorist is like we actually have done everything we're describing like ourselves physically mm-hmm. and we our boots are on the ground. So, you know, that's why paid consults with experienced dog trainers that have worked through these issues, like literally in person, people that have done boarding trains and they actually live with these dogs for four to six weeks or even two weeks, like we've got this dog here. What they know is they've got a, they do have a skill set that they know how to stop this stuff. Therefore, if they're good educators and good coaches, they can pass that information on to somebody just virtually. And I've been doing um, one-on-one um, consults for years. For years, I've been doing them. And the success stories we have are just literally like mind-blowing. And this is just from a 30-minute or a 60-minute consult. Inner circle, like everybody doing the inner circle's lives are changing. Next. Sandy said, thank you. You're welcome, Sandy. Sam said, I thought it was funny. Yeah, see. Very ahead. Okay. That's what Very happens. Very ahead, Sam. Yeah. Well, you never know. Hey, he's in Argentina, too. Mm-hmm. So. David. It's, had Argen- a- it's that Argentinian humor. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's because I'm still traumatized by watching Jeffrey Dahmer, that whole thing. Really traumatized me. <laughs> Disgusting. That's my era. I grew up with that. David had a mini educator. She would feel it, but would continue to bark after the correction. She was diagnosed with epilepsy at 12 months, so I stopped using it. That didn't work with me in the bathroom either. Yeah, so you can, you know, bonk the dog, but the mini educator did say how high? No. Oh, he stopped using it. So, Mm -hmm. 
you know, even a dog with epilepsy, you can still use it. By the way, there's some good studies out there about raw food and um, epilepsy. epilepsy. Um, there's some really, really good studies out there that say you want to maybe get a consult with um, Thomas Sandberg, who wrote the book. And um, he's worked with a lot of dogs that have been on epilepsy, puts them on a raw diet, and actually epilepsy goes away. Just, again, this is the information I'm getting from him. Um, but I would try a, you can use a squirt bottle. You can use a bonker. Um, um, if you don't want to use a remote collar, next. Sandy, I had a bark collar on my dog that went off when the dog didn't bark. So he redirected on the other dog. Hmm. After a while, the other dog reacted back and we had fights. Yep. I put them in boot camp and bought your program. Thank you. My dogs are actually friends again. Yeah, that's, um, I'm glad you. I'm, fighting I'm, housemates are no joke. Good job, Sandy. Fighting housemates have got the highest failure rate for dog trainers. Next. Constance, following up on the barking in the face, one of our dogs will follow the sit command, but then look up and bark right in my face. How do I correct this? And why is she being such a jerk? I don't understand what is making her do this in the first place. Okay. So who's her name? Who's that? Constance. So Constance, a couple of things. If a dog is barking in your face and you're telling it to sit, my first question is why? I'm not attacking you. Do you want your dog to sit or do you want your dog to shut up? Second question. You don't understand why the dog is doing this. Do you want to truly know why your dog is doing this? Or do you want your dog to shut up? And I say this because a lot of people are using obedience to stop an unwanted behavior. And they're using, um, they want to know the why instead of knowing how to fix. So, Let's figure out just how to fix the problem. When a dog is barking in your face, why is a dog doing it? Because it's being a pain in the ass. That's why. So what do you do? Calmly say no. Apply a punisher. A remote collar is highly effective to do. You can use a bonker. You can use a squirt bottle. You can use anything that's intolerable to the dog. But telling it to sit, it's probably just going to... So now you're now now this is the sequence. This is the sequence. Bark at mama, sit. Bark at mama, sit. And then possibly keep barking. And if you sit, you get maybe even a good or a reward. So now it's bark, sit, good dog. Bark, sit, good dog. How about this? Bark, shut the fuck up. That's a better training methodology for me on the barking. Next. Sam, oh yeah, can you remind me of your preferred finger position on the mini educator? Well, all depends on, you know, I like to do, um, Joelle likes this finger on the black button. We only use the black button. It's set on continuous. If we want it to be a nick, we'll we do a nick, tap. tap. If we want it to be continuous, we'll hold it down. I prefer, <laughs> and then she uses these two fingers to dial up. I just like to go like this for my nick and my dial up. So what I would do, Sam, is just, you know, play with a remote collar. The collar doesn't even have to be on the dog and just like figure out what's the best position for you. Uh, the mini educator is a smaller one. Some people that get the 400 model, it's a, it's a larger um, handset, a little bit more difficult. Also depend, depends on the size um, of your hands. Next. 
Aki, I can't afford your courses due to conversion rates. Are your free vids the same? Some are seven to five years old. Well, number one, where are you that the conversion rate doesn't yeah. con convert well? Because the courses are very affordable. I mean, a one-hour consult with me is two hundred and fifty dollars, and they're twenty-five percent so, off right so now. So most of the most of the courses are low money, but we've got five thousand videos, I think, fifty thousand posts. So even though the videos are old, it's still a good place to start. It's still a really good place to we start. We change some things, but but it'll still get your dog. I mean, listening to you. People are fully off-leash training their dogs and stopping unwanted behaviors with our free with our free stuff. But the great thing about our courses is, like the Green to Graduate, it literally shows you step by step by step by step. So, my first question is for one hundred ninety-seven dollars, which is now twenty-five percent off because of um, Black, Black Friday. Friday. It comes down to like one forty-seven. My big question to people is this, is it too expensive or is it a priority issue? And I'm not, this is not, a, I'm not being negative towards you, but it, I find a lot of times that folks will be quick to spend money on one thing and not another. And the great thing about the course is you own it and you can, that, that investment can last for the length of your dog's life and you can have a better life with your dog. So um, if you, it is too expensive, um, keep tuning into our free shows and then watch our free videos. Watch our free videos. Also, Patreon is $10 a month. That might be more affordable for you. And then there's a Zoom room class every Tuesday, which is face-to-face, voice-to-voice. That also might be helpful for you as well. So for $10 a month, you get a weekly Zoom um, and you can still get our free stuff. All right. So that might be better for you. $10 a month. Next. On Shani, I'm a multi-dog household. I take the dogs out one at a time the first time. Then the next time they all go out together, they will sit and not dart out until command. But once I do, they burst out and jump off the deck. It is not safe. I tried keeping her on a leash and train her how to walk down steps. But if I don't have a leash on, she darts. I tried correcting with e-collar when I see her loading, but didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a dog's like to, and what do you say? Is she saying break? Mm, I'm assuming so. Yeah, yeah. probably stop saying break. I mean, break is a usually with most dogs that the no break. Break is like a Yahoo, it's time to party command, which that's why we use it. You know, it's like break. You know, um, so uh, you do. It sounds like you're doing a lot of the right stuff. It's like put her on a leash, walk down the steps. You know, maybe let the dogs out one by one. Maybe let them out one by one. You can do that. Um, you could. Uh, do lots of recalls. What you can do is have your dogs go outside, immediately recall them, do this one dog at a time, immediately recall them, immediately recall them. That slows them down a little bit. Okay, next. Deanna, all of that is so true. I was ready to have him put down and was devastated. People need to know that you literally saved dogs' lives. Yeah, thank you. That's the one with a great day and it was biting a 12-year-old. Mm. It's a rough spot to be in. It really, really is. And yeah. it's not like Deanna was doing anything wrong, which is one of the things that I, excuse me, I keep finding in this industry is... Her dog is actually very well-trained. Extremely, extremely well-trained. The, the, the issue is you can have a well-trained dog that still bites. Mm -hmm. So it's no fault of... And a lot of people will be like, well, what did the owner do to the dog? That's usually the go-to. Yep. It's like... There's no such thing as a bad dog, just bad owners. I can't stand that fucking catchphrase. 
and it's used industry wide. And I'm like, well, <clears throat> number one, let's get this let's get this straight. There are bad dogs, not just badly behaved dogs, but there actually are dogs that should not be walking the face of the earth. I've met many of them. There are also bad dog owners out there, but the majority of dog owners just don't have the correct information. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to. They just, and that's the job of, and the reason why they don't have the correct information is because social media is destroying correct information. That is why. Next. Is that um, Aaron? Angelo. Oh. Oh. Uh, David said, I had it at 60. She's a 44-pound Malinois, and the squirt bottle didn't work. She wanted to eat it. Yep. A lot of dogs will go into defense. 60, why not 100? She's a Mal. My Malinois blows through 100 and laughs. You can get a double collar on a Malinois. I've got clients that you need, they, they put three collars on their dogs. Why? The drive is so high. Their pain tolerance is so high. They just don't give a shit. On the flip side, I've had Malinois that were um, from working dogs, like not, not sport, but literally police dogs. They, they, they crumble underneath a bonker if you know how to deploy it correctly. So 60 is nothing. 60 is nothing. Might as well go to 100. Next. Constance, she's not barking when I give the sick command just immediately after. Right. Like, yeah, I understand. I understand. She's probably like anticipating her treat or whatever, too. Right. So I sat. Now pay but, up. But the bigger issue is how do you stop the barking no matter what, whether the dog's in command, out of command, in the car, out of the car, you know, in its crate, out of its crate, at the back door wanting to come in. Um, a remote collar is great to stop barking. Next. Soli, how to distinguish between urination and marking on walks? My dog lives indoors. Well, you can usually tell when, if a dog has to stop to a route to truly go to the bathroom, they'll like put on the brakes to stop. And they'll, and they, and they will pee and they will like literally get their pee out. When you have dogs that are constantly like, you know, trying to pull to the side, pull to the side, pull to the side, and they're marking. I mean, you just do, do an experiment. Let your dog have a have a very loose leash and walk along the side of the road and see how many times your dog takes a piss. Mm. Do an experiment. You'll be like, you just pissed five times and every one of those was marking. So we bike. We do an out and back bike. So we bike all the way out. We get to a dead end street. There's a patch of grass. I say, hey, guys, go to the bathroom. They go to the bathroom. Now at night, when we walk, every once in a while, Wes, who has to like, you know, he's he owns the fucking street. You know, he owns he goes door he to door. Mark. He literally goes door to door and say, you know, you gotta you gotta pay for protection. He literally like he's like the mob. He's like the mob of the street. So he's gotta own every fucking mailbox. So if you don't correct the dog, he'll be like, Oh, I'm gonna piss here. I think I'm gonna piss here. I'm gonna think I'm gonna piss here. It's like that's marking. Next. Um, Soli, I already read that. Aki said, P.S., thank you for everything you do. You're amazing. Oh, you're welcome. I think there's a lot of fantastic trainers out there. I think 
can't, I know there's a lot of fantastic trainers out there. Some of them are not on social media. Some of them don't want to put up with social media. Some of them actually never did social media. Um, but some of them also were just, they were putting up their information on social media and they got so much, like we get hate all the time. I just don't give a flying fuck. And there's so many people that just do care. They are worried about social media pressure. Um, and all I can say is, again, if you want to do anything great, you're going to get people that don't like it. It makes them nervous. It makes them scared. They don't like it. And they will push back. There's a great interview. Oh, my God. I forwarded you this interview this morning. It was on Lewis House. Um, my God, that car was so loud. It was on Lewis House um, interview. It was number uh, 1207, I think. Interview number 1207 um, on Lewis House, um, School of Greatness. Um, it's a great interview. Next. Sunset Hill Labrador Retrievers. Hey, guys, how are you? Things are quite fantastic. Things are quite fantastic. Thank you. Donna, I have a client that has a Yorkie that obviously has no boundaries and structure mm. that has destroyed a leather couch and multiple other items. What would you recommend for correction for such a small dog? I recommend a spray bottle and a bonker. Would you recommend anything else? Well, I think we need a little bit of context there. Number one, we can, let's go on the proactive side. First of all, let's train that dog up. Let's, let's put some boundaries in line in that house. Let's... Um, uh, 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 train that dog on all its obedience commands, interior and exterior, which teaches the dog the value of the word yes, which teaches the dog the value of the word no. But you don't need to do any of that if you just want to stop and don't want the behavior. I just like to look for a well-rounded dog. Um, a remote collar is going to be your best friend, and you can use that on a small breed dog. You can use a, a micro educator. Next. Constance, Joelle, you nailed it. She is such an asshole. We'll try the collar. Bonker doesn't face her. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of dogs that have assholeish behavior. Assholery. Um, they're, they're practicing the art of assholery. And that's a special skill set for dogs to have. And many have them. Um, oh. Many have them. So it's all part of, you know, the new woke culture, I think, um, that they have. It actually probably predates that. So next. Um, let's see. Sandy said, my German short hair needs 100 for barking in the kennel. Yeah. Yeah. We have dogs that just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. We have dogs that blow through 100. Sandy said, thank you. Uh, you are amazing. You're amazing. Well, thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the, the, the best thing that I can compare it to is when I used to compete in triathlons, I would, uh, I would push through so much pain and discomfort because I, I had no choice but to finish. And if I was just on maybe a casual training run, I would make sure I always trained to the point of discomfort so I knew how to handle it. But I always had the option of, I think I'm just going to stop and rest. Mm -hmm. But when I would compete, I guess that is an option. But for me, it was not an option. Mm. So when you actually want something bad enough, you can withstand huge amounts of discomfort. Ben, hi, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. I have a 17-week-old Springer Spaniel that will jump up on people. I let her walk up to the person, and I gave her a pop on the prong collar. I worked. Nice. 
Constance, thank you both so much. I accidentally stumbled upon Jeff's podcast when looking for training help because he's male, his voice is lower, and I can still hear him while I'm working over the female trainers with low volume. I'm so grateful to have found you guys. You're not only helping our dogs, you're saving our sanity. Bless you both for these shows. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Constance. It's really nice. Donna said, 100% agree. Thank you. I'm obsessed with your podcasts. Cool. Thank you. Learn how to take a compliment. I was just looking at somebody somebody says the Dominican Republic. It's the one that said the price difference. If there's no way, that's not accurate. Mm -mm. It's not accurate at all. So um, thank you so much for all the folks that are saying they've they've, they've been moved and helped by this podcast. I've been doing this for 13 years. I had a radio show. I've been training for over 20 and I've been doing a, a radio show and a uh, podcast for, for 13 years. And um, it's always been free. And um, um, I've got tons of videos that are out ever since social media started. Um, YouTube, Facebook. Um, and then Instagram, I was not there at the beginning. And TikTok, TikTok I was not there at the beginning at all. Um, but I've always felt that it's so important to put as much free information out there to help as many people as possible. So thank you for consuming it and putting it and applying it. And then, and for the, the, the kind words. Kyle, my girlfriend's dog jumps at the door. When you grab the leash, would you use a bonker or e-collar for this? Um, girlfriend's dog jumps at the door. I would use, um, have the dog on a leash and a prong collar. And, um, I've got a free video on YouTube on how to stop jumping, how to stop jumping. Um, Aki said your free videos though have helped me a lot. I'm quick to invest if it's for my dog, LOL. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know why that conversion that doesn't so seem right. So if you're in the Dominican Republic, a course of ours is not $3,924. It's just not. So the Dominican Republic, um, which course is it? First of all, um, so um, keep, keep going. Okay. Sandy said, I agree. And the Joker said, hi, Joelle. Hi, Jeff. Please, can you let me know when you're on YouTube during the week? I love to watch everything if I can. Well, sign up. Number one, you can sign up. Let's see. Yeah, turn on notifications on the YouTube channel because then you'll get alerts. But Jeff is live Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for his Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. Um, and then we are usually on Wednesday and Friday nights for this show at like five or 6 PM Eastern standard. It just depends. Like normally I would say it's six tonight. We moved it once in a while. We'll bump it up earlier if we have like stuff going on. Um, but there's seven times now between the two of us that we're live mm. every week. So one of our U S dollars is equal to 54 Dominican pesos. If we're talking about that. So then, yeah, that would make sense. But it's not $3,924. You're doing $197 course. Right. But is that a lot of, is 54, is 54 Dominican pesos. That'd be, that'd be like 10,000 pesos. Yeah. So no, so it's not. Yeah. If we're doing 197 times. Oh, but is it, but is, but is it, but is it. What I don't know. What can you buy for fifty-four pesos? Right. So what can what can you buy? I mean, so is a loaf of is a loaf of bread. So our loaves of bread here are say three or four U.S. dollars. Is a loaf of bread two hundred pesos? And is two hundred pesos a lot? 
Mm. Like is two. I mean, are you only making right, two? What's the value of what's the value of what's the value of a peso? So the average, the average minimum wage here is say you know fourteen U.S. dollars, which would be you know. But, but you also have to talk about t- cost of living too. You know what? How much are car, how much are cars? Cars have got to be like then three hundred thousand. Mm. You know, pay, you know pesos. And is that a lot of money? I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 not educated there. I apologize. Sam said, "Can you explain assholery?" I tried looking it up with no luck. <laughs> So my so my private uh, dictionary that's um, written down. It's not on the computer anywhere. Just a dog that's just pretty much a total jerk, you know. Next, Anshani said, "We appreciate you both. Thank you for all you do to help us, dumb humans." You're not dumb. You're not dumb. Not the shit. You're not dumb. Uh, you know, it's like okay, every every single thing, every every single thing that Angelo talks about on his podcast last night. One hundred percent of the stuff that he talked about, I didn't even get fucking Thor right. You know what I mean? One hundred percent of the stuff that my ten-year-old spewed out, and he spewed out. I actually knew Thor was the god of thunder. He 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 spewed this out the only fact I knew. He spewed out so much freaking information last night. Probably a good hundred pieces of information. Not one of those pieces of information did I not know. He knew every. Egyptian god, goddess, the family trees, mm. the whole who's banging who, like the, the ancestry going on over back then. Like he knew it all. He knew it all. I mean, it's an incredible podcast that he put out. Incredible podcast. Next. Constance wants to know about what sponsoring Angelo's podcast entails. Well, the kid ain't going to college. So. Um, he's going to start paying raise 10. So he'll start paying rent soon. And we've been charging him for his meals. Um, so he's, that's why he's been on the water and bread diet. Um, that's it's a joke. A, that's it's a joke, a, everybody. It's a joke, please. Like, he's oh, yeah, he's yeah, well, yeah. my God. Um, uh, email me at jeff at solidk9training.com. Email me at jeff at solidk9training.com. I'll we'll put together a little advertisement. Maybe if you want to do like, it all depends on what you want to do. This podcast is brought to you by Constance Anderson. Right. I mean, if you could also just do, um, but if you got a business that you want to like run, like he hasn't run any ads, but we can put ads together for you and he can start running ads or you can just throw them um, to top mm. chat money on, uh, on you on YouTube. Mm. Next. The Joker said, okay, great. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend. And then they also said Thor. Ha ha ha. Oh my God. No. Like what meaning you didn't know who he was? I know who Thor is. You didn't know he was the god of thunder. You said lightning, I think. I think I said lightning. Yeah. So I got it wrong. Hmm. Yeah. That's the last comment right now. Angelo, yeah. you want to do a quick promo for your podcast coming up next Thursday? What you're gonna talk about? Greek mythology. You got you gotta come over here. We go. We get. A, can you get up and get over here? When he's not doing podcasting, or he's he's been working hard all day. What can people expect? What can people expect from your next for your next podcast? Greek mythology. Get into it a little bit more. What are you going to talk about? Greek mythology. Okay. Just Greek. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they ask a, a question about another mythology, I'll answer it. But got any fun facts today? Uh, uh, orca. 
orcas flap seals into the air with their tail. Okay, there's your fun fact. Thanks. For fun. For fun. It's our idea of ping pong. Yeah. Yeah. Then they eat them. Yeah. Ping pong, playing ping pong with the sky. Yep. So, all right, guys. Madly in love with you. We're going to head out. Time to go get some clam, bake, oysters, crabs. If I did, uh, Aaron wants me to bring over a log, so start a log. Bring over a log. So we got a fire going. We got to bundle up. It's cold here in Florida. All right, guys. Love you. Bye. Take care. <laughs>